It's time for today's episode of the College Recruiting Weekly Podcast with your host, a man who's all that and a bag of chips and America's recruiting guru, Dan Tudor. I'm sitting here in the car with rock and roll legend James Holvey. You can Google him, James Holvey. He's got some good music out now. But he's also the person that taught me a lot of the beginning of my sales skills and sales career that now coaches learn from. So my question, I'm going to ask you three questions, Jim. All right. First one is, for the coach or anybody that you would have had in sales that came to you and said, you know, I just don't know how to sell. I don't have that personality. What would you tell them? What, what would you say just about that aspect of their career? Uh, it's not all about personality. It's really about uh, believing in what it is that you're going to present to your customer, believing in that product, and uh, gaining the trust of the customer that you're presenting it to. And I think if you're being totally uh, honest with them and you believe in what you're selling, they're going to get that vibe from you when you're presenting it. And it's not, you don't have to have a big uh, explosive personality or be funny or charismatic or anything like that. Uh, it, it's being honest, truthful, and sincere. I, I would That was the advice I'd give them. And I should say, too, that in an earlier interview here on the podcast, um, which you can look up in, you know, in the roster of the podcast episodes, there's a lot of detail about how James became, or Jim, became a uh, sales professional out of a rock and roll career. And it's really actually a, a good story. Well, question number two, what was the toughest thing you had to learn coming in, not being a salesperson, coming in from the music industry and hanging out and partying with Elvis and going to parties and now all of a sudden you're in corporate sales, not planning to do that. What, what was the toughest thing for you to learn? Uh well, when you go th- when they when I was hired, they put you through a very formal training, and I knew nothing about sales. I was a musician. That's all that I knew how to do. I knew how to play guitar. I knew how to write songs. I knew how to record songs, and so I knew nothing about sales. And uh, they pu- put me through a very formal training program. It was like four or six weeks. And what we did is we watched these videotapes. And we did some role playing, and it was actors, you know, and and so the, the perception that I had of what selling was was what I saw on, on the videotapes, and boy, did I find out what reality was because when I went out in the field and I started to make calls based on what they had allegedly taught me and what I saw, it wasn't working, and I was you know memorizing these scripts and memorizing what to say you know the customer says this you say that and all this kind of stuff and nothing was working and then uh, through an odd set of circumstances it was literally about six or eight months into it uh, I realized that I just had to be myself and I had to throw out all this formal stuff that they had taught us these scripts and everything else and just be myself 
And that was what, what worked. Being genuine. Being genuine, yeah. And uh, still, you know, presenting the product and the pricing and all that and following a general process, a sales process, uh, introducing yourself and presenting, you know, making small talk and those kinds of things. But uh, that was the toughest thing. It's like I, I went down the wrong path for about eight months and I, you know, I couldn't sell anything. And then I, I realized I had to be myself and then tailor what they were telling me into my own words. And uh, that, that was it. But so it's basically giving yourself permission to just be yourself and use your personality and not some made-up personality that you thought was the way you should sell or for a coach, the way they should recruit or the way their coach recruited them. Is you have to be yourself. Exactly. Yeah, that's the key. Being yourself, knowing what you're selling, and believing in it. It's those three, it's those three things. Okay, so question number three is... The selling skills part of it, like learning to master that, why is that, and you can look, just look back on everything, the ways that you've used it in your life, why is that such a valuable skill to learn? How to sell and how to lead someone to a decision? Why, looking back, you came in again from the music industry, that wasn't something that you had really probably thought a lot about, but now you probably can reflect and say, well, here's how I've Here's why this is such a valuable skill, professionally in, in a career. Why is that? Well, there's definitely what they call the steps to the sale. There's a definite process. It's just like uh, writing a song. You know, there's a process to it, and there's a, a format to it. You can't just willy-nilly uh, write a bunch of melodies and lyrics and think you're going to have a song uh, that's going to sound like it's going to flow and that a listener would be able to follow it. And it's the same thing in, in, in any business. There's a certain format, a certain process, and what we would call steps of the sale. You have to learn that and uh, to keep you on track. Otherwise, you're, you're all over the place. You know, you could... Well, that's also based just on human psychology and oh, the way sure. we make decisions. Exactly. Why it's important to have that system. Yes, yeah, you have to follow a, pl- a format and a plan, put it in your words, but you got to stay on track uh, so that when you come to the end, <laughs> that you're going to, it naturally leads to the end, and then you, of course, try to close the sale uh, with that customer. But yeah, you have to follow, follow a process. Okay, so last bonus question, and just for people listening, Jim is about to drop me off at LAX after I got to have dinner with him and catch up. Um, so he's also maneuvering LAX traffic uh, going on to Century Boulevard here as we're talking. But last thing, the end of your last podcast episode, you told a hilarious yet highly inappropriate s- story, which I don't even know if you remember the story that you told me. I think you maybe do. But if you listen to the episode... And you like inappropriate jokes and stories. Jim tells a good one that really happened to him in a, in a sales call. Um, give us another one. Give us another funny sales story that you know, or situation that you experienced in your in your sales career. Well, I'll, I'll tell you the story that that turned me around to realizing that I I can't be doing this formal introduction and presentation with customers and that I had to be myself and the story is this I was uh, 
It was a Friday afternoon. I'd worked hard all week, cold calling, calling on accounts, couldn't sell anybody anything. It was summertime. I remember it was hotter than heck. And I, I said, let me make this last call. It was probably five in the afternoon. It was in Century City, and it was a dentist office in a building. So I was going through the building suite by suite, floor by floor, and I said, let me make this last call, and I'll go home. So I went into this dentist office, and usually they're, you know, they're full of people waiting for appointments and stuff, but luckily I opened the door, and there was nobody in there sitting in the chairs uh, in the lobby, and I went up to the little glass receptionist area, and I heard these gals singing happy birthday. And there was apparently one of the gals in the office, it was her birthday. And I walked in on them singing happy birthday <laughs> behind the glass of the reception area. So silly me, it's 4.30, it's Friday, I'm tired. And I started singing along in the lobby through the glass happy birthday to barbara and the lady looks through the glass and she waves me to come in she says you know waves me in come and go through that door come on in and i've got my attache case you know so i open the door and i go in and i go in the back and i'm finishing the uh birthday song with the rest of the gals do you ha clap 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 and I'm I'm standing there with my you know case attaché case should I be in this lane departing uh, flights yeah, yeah this is a this ride. is it he's just not I, making the turn we have a traffic experience yeah, here going on I'll wait for a break and I'll switch over right here oh, there you go you're good so the song ends everybody claps. This lady, who apparently was the office manager, she said, uh, would you like a piece of cake? I said, sure. So I'm, I sit down in the, you know, in the little office area. I'm sitting on a chair, I put my attaché case down and I'm eating the cake. The lady sits next to me and she says, are you with Smith Klein, which was a medical supply right. company? And I said, no, I'm with I'm with uh, Pitney Bowes, and uh, we rent uh, postage meters, and we have copiers. She goes, oh, we need one of those. Give me your card. That was the sales call. <laughs> and I gave her the card and ate the cake, and I left. I'm driving home now over the, in the freeway back to the valley, and the light bulb went on, and I went, holy cow. That's what I need to do. I need to be just me. And, and to just be myself and, uh, you know, talk about the product, etc. But I got to stop doing this. Hello, I'm, I'm James Hovey. I'm a salesperson and, blah, blah, you know, and that was, that's my funny story. That was, that was the incident where I realized I had to be myself. Okay. One last thing, since we have a couple of minutes before you get to terminal four, as we enter LAX, and I've never even asked you this, but you told me you want me to give the eulogy at your funeral. <laughs> what do you want me to say? Uh, you'd, uh, <laughs> I have no idea. You'd have to just... Uh, i got to get over a lane here. Is there a space to get in? Yeah. Well, no. No? Uh, yes. 
No, now he's not gonna let you in. Yet. Really? Now he is. Oh, Go good. <laughs> All right. So, what what are some things you? Want I, to, how do you want to be remembered? Oh boy. To the people that are there. Uh, I don't even know what to say. I think you just have to give the folks uh, your opinion and impression of who I was when we worked together. You know, and we've known each other a long time. So it's a lot of of years. What do you hope people remember about you? The people that worked with you for you? I would say that I tried to help people. You know, I really... Uh, when I got into sales management, when I was in sales, I was just trying to get my goal, sales right. goal every month. Right. But I think when I, I uh, got into management, management, uh, you you have to try to develop, hire people and develop them and try to, you know, make them successful and, you know, make them have a better life than they had. And, uh, and I enjoyed that part. And so I would say maybe that's what, you know, I tried to help people and make uh, make their lives a little bit better. And not every sales manager or every coach does that, but I do think you did that. I think you really, that I think that would come through to people who know you and at the point of a funeral knew you, <laughs> they would they would say, yeah, he, he tried to make, make us better. Yeah, and I agree. College Recruiting Weekly is a production of Tudor Collegiate Strategies, copyright 2022 through 2023. To contact the host, email him at dan at dantutor.com. And do us a solid, Coach. Rate and review our podcast right now. Plus, it wouldn't kill you to tell your fellow coaches about it, would it? So do that, too. And stay tuned for the next amazing episode of the College Recruiting Weekly Podcast. All right, so here's the deal. I've got three restaurants. Are you on a strict budget? Because I, mean, I figured you're like, hey, if you're like me, you're eating coffee shops 24-7. I, you know what I mean? You guys go to, like, the big steakhouse place or no? We don't go to the big steakhouse places. Yeah. Not usually. No, I mean, one, that, you know, yeah, a couple times a year. But we're not. Right. That's, hey, that's, let's go have lunch at the big no, steakhouse, sweetie. That being me, right? We're these old, Well, you're a we're rock and roll old, music old star. <laughs> you're you're eating at steakhouses. Well, are you a meat and potato? You're a meat and potato. Sure. Guy, yeah. Because you're Bakerfield. You're Midwest. Bakersfield, Midwest. Bakersfield's in the Midwest. Well, it may seem like that, but it's actually you not like short ribs. I. Yeah, at a steakhouse? No. It's actually, it's kind of a, it's not at the five-star level, but I would say three and a half, four. I don't need anything less than four and seven. Right. Point, four point seven five stars. Right, so let me tell you, they're big, they're, this one restaurant, the big thing is short ribs, melt in your mouth, mashed potatoes and gravy. That's wow. their thing. And then you got the filet and all that. That's option one. Option two is... It's like, L.A.? Are there famous people there usually? No. Why not? Well, maybe there are, but not here, not in this location. Oh. But the second option is a California Fish and Grill, which is medium priced. Any kind, you know, salmon, shrimp, whatever. Right. You want. Right. Grill. It's a, it's a not a big, uh, fancy schmancy place. Right. And I go there a lot. I mean, I go there. And then the third place would be the Olive Garden. <laughs>
You know, because it's not stopping over in LA. I'm I'm trying to break to have dinner with the great Jim Bolivar at the Olive Garden. Oh, well, shit. Then I guess we go to Paul Martin's. Is that the short rib place? Yeah. All right, let's go. Short rib. And then after we eat, I'll get a cup of soup and a glass of water. Right. (laughs) Carol Flourish. Then after we eat, since we got time, I figure we head back down Sepulveda. And we have dessert at your favorite place, Dinah's. <laughs> Maybe so. Right? Maybe. Because you jump on Dinah's, bam, you're right at LAX. Boom. To fly out. Bam. But I didn't want to take you to Dinah's, even though you said Dinah's is cool. Yeah. Well, let's let's see. We'll let's see how long Martins. this. Yeah. Let's see how long this takes. Yeah. 